Get updated with the hottest news in insurance, finance, and the newest innovation in InsureTech and FinTech in these difficult times. Hear it from one of the most known and respected voices in the industry, Dr. Robin Kiera, and his guest of today. This is the EU InsureTech Investment Show, and I think it's the first time in 50 episodes that I actually said this correctly. I just practiced all day. And very welcome today, also my awesome co-host and co-moderator, Florian Gaillot. Thank you very much for being here. And of course, the star guest of the day, Sasha Wolf, with whom we will talk a lot about homeowners insurance. But first, Florian, you have prepared the numbers of the months, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. Hi, Robin. Hi, Sasha. Hi, everybody. So let's start with a few words about uh, last month's uh, investment. Uh, so the first thing uh, which is to be highlighted is the activity in terms of investment. 13 rounds announced. Uh, and more generally, because that's a question that uh, all the market is wondering about right now, if you take uh, January to May uh, in 2022, there were uh, 30% plus more deals announced in that period compared to the same period last year. So obviously in terms of uh, euros invested, it was a bit less, but in terms of number of rounds announced, it was 30% more uh, than a year before. So uh, there is still a lot happening uh, in uh, InsureTech. Uh, you see that uh, in May, only a, a bit more than 200 million euros were invested. The top three uh, is uh, here. And most of all, we are very happy uh, to uh, welcome Enzo and Sasha, the CEO, uh, that uh, will share uh, insights of around what the company is doing. Uh, and you announced uh, an undisclosed round uh, last month, but nevertheless, we are very happy to have uh, you uh, now. So thanks a lot for being uh, with us, uh, Sasha. Uh, I, I yeah. know, before we go to Sasha, I have a question. Florian, what do you make out of it? Um, I have a hypothesis. Uh, first, let's make a joke. Why are the investments so high? Because before the central bank pulls all the money out of the market, we can spend it. All kidding aside, Everfolio, what, what do you make out of it? Yeah, I, I think that there are two learnings uh, here. One which is obvious is that more mature startups are not necessarily struggling, but uh, obviously mega rounds are more difficult to ink this year compared to a year before. You need to have, uh, let's say, a more important KPI to deliver the same kind of uh, uh, investment round or uh, for the same KPI, you will uh, raise a bit less money. On the other hand, uh, it's not because it's getting tougher, especially at later stage, that it's the end of innovation in insurance. Uh, again, InsureTech, I believe, is still in early days. If you compare InsureTech to FinTech, for instance, InsureTech is only 10% of FinTech, so still a lot of room for improvement. Uh, and most of insurance companies are still at the very beginning of their digital journey. So I, I really believe that there is room for innovation in insurance. Uh, that's what we see in the, the figures. Uh, basically, a lot of seed and early stage rounds happened. Again, 30% more than a year before. I think that it shows that there is still a lot of activity. Again, for entrepreneurs, you need to prove more about your value proposition uh, compared to a, a, a year before to raise, uh, let's say, a significant round. So I, I really think it's rather uh, aligning the valuation with the real value of companies. And again, uh, you need to strengthen your value proposition as an entrepreneur to make sure that you can keep growing uh, and keep attracting VC money. Thank you, Florio, that even me as a non-investor actually finally understands it. Um, Sasha, thank you very much for being here. 
Hi, thanks for having me. Uh, Florian, do you want to raise the first question? Yeah, so I think that maybe first thing first, because you, you've been on the market for a few weeks, a few months, uh, so maybe not all the audience is aware about uh, who is Enzo. Uh, so if you can say in a few words, basically what you are doing, what's the positioning, and then obviously we will raise a lot of questions to better understand your positioning. Sure, thanks for giving me the chance. Um, yeah, exactly. So we, we just went live um, and... Um, are still not yet live in terms of production. But uh, what we do at Enzo is we are building a smart homeowner's insurance. Um, smart because like we do not just wait and react on uh, damages or two damages like traditional insurers do, um, but we are striving to um, prevent um, damages in the first place or at least um, to detect them at an early stage so that uh, we can uh, prevent um, small issues becoming big ones. What does that mean concretely? I mean, that, yeah, exactly. So that means um, as a customer, like you will receive not only your insurance policy where all the terms are in you, you like you expect, like if the um, damage happens, you, you of course will have um, the, the financial um, like uh, security that, that uh, we will pay for your damages. Um, but you will also receive uh, a smart home monitoring kit, like a small IoT device, where okay. we going to track the, the main issue, the main problem for homeowners insurance. Fire. Um, not fire. No. And also not like natural disasters we, uh, we, we saw last year, like statistically every six to seven years, natural disasters are the biggest problem or a huge problem for yeah. homeowners insurance, but regularly and constantly uh, tap water. Damages yeah. are the biggest pain for both insurers, but also customers, right? And, and this is where we or our approach begins. So uh, with a smart home device, we, we are going to, um, to track your, your tap water, your pipe water, and see if like the water is flowing or not, and if it's flowing, if it's a normal consumption, and uh, because we like can learn based based on your data and build patterns that we can see if it's like uh, your your uh, washing machine or something like this, and if not, we can automatically can uh, trigger like the next step, starting at informing you as the home uh, the homeowner or um, uh, directly make an appointment with a craftsman. Yeah, that, that's very interesting to put, uh, let's say, prevention at the very beginning of your customer journey. Uh, that's something that we hear a lot in insurance that we sometimes see in InsureTech itself. But here I, I hear uh, that it's basically the core uh, of, your, uh, of your business. And, yeah. and obviously, that was one of the questions we wanted to raise. So how are you different from all other the all other players uh, trying to tackle uh, home insurance. Uh, I believe that prevention is one. Is there any uh, uh, anything else? Because on, on, if we go on your website, uh, we see that basically um, you say, okay, just give me your address and I will give you a quote. Uh, so is that uh, something you thought initially? Did you manage to crack uh, this kind of very smooth onboarding? What's the rationale be beyond this unique question? Yeah, exactly. So, um, I mean, this is, of course, obviously uh, our core preventing damages from happening in the first place. But, I mean, homeowners insurance um, 
like has hardly seen any innovation in the last hundred years, right? So starting uh, the way you, you purchase your home insurance, homeowners insurance, um, or how you manage it, and, um, and, and how you claim or file claims. So um, disrupting homeowners insurance um, for us means um, taking three steps. First step, of course, is um, making the purchase um, like a great experience, an easy experience, a transparent experience, and and not just digitize the way um, uh, current uh, incumbents are like selling their home owners insurance, but uh, doing more. Um, like as a tech company, um, what we are doing insurance, we we see it uh, in, in another way, or we see new opportunities. So um, um, uh, we just need your residential address to uh, like to offer your first. A quote um, where where you would have to answer twenty to twenty five questions. Yes, yes, yes. Like, at, what yeah. are the stairwells? Are they from wood or are they from concrete? What is exactly. your um, construction of your roof actually? And I'm like, what? Yeah, tell us the amount of your floors. Um, yes. I mean, so what we can do is uh, based on your address. Um, it's it's like you can imagine, like as you could. Um, or when you would uh, go around your house, you can like, or the house of the customer, you can see all the data um, you need to like to calculate your risk. Um, and uh, this is what we basically do, just using um, like uh, instant data sources. But, 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 but sorry, so I mean, the actuary in me, I'm not an actuary, but you know, I imagine me, I would be an actuary. I would like, <laughs> you're missing out on the 25 most important data points in calculating the risk of this house. So how do you get the data and, 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 and yeah? I mean, we do not missing them, right? So we just uh, use other channels to get okay. them. Uh, don't ask the customer to, to, to answer us like these 25 questions or to tell us those data points. Um, we see um, um, plenty of data sources we, we can use okay. to generate those data like instantly real time without asking the customer and that's that a stupid question do. two stupid questions so first the first stupid question is i forgot already the second stupid question is um why in the world is not everybody else doing it because i know what kind of a pain we enforce on our clients and on our organizations as insurance companies by you know torturing them with a million different questions when they have the application process so why is not everybody doing it I mean, um, this is always a question huh? when when young companies starting to disrupt markets. Uh, why 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 don't incumbents do do so? Um, I mean, it starts with homeowners insurance or insurance companies offering homeowners insurance are um, mostly uh, multi-line insurance companies, and they like they are forced to 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 to, um, to deal and to tackle all the. Um, challenges of each product line, which are super dynamically, right? Um, I mean, like like life insurance, um, health insurance uh, with Corona, and um, so they they don't have um, the time and the focus um, solving like so those uh, product line specific problems. And this is why we focus and why we decided being a mono line insurance company and um, are fully like fully focused on homeowners insurance. And of course, it's, it's also a question of the mindset, right? So, I mean, insurers are not known for for like a tech startup-like mindset. Uh, yeah. That was very polite of you. Florian, sorry, <laughs> I, I asked like seven questions and you have also some. 
No, no, no. That, that, that was one question because uh, uh, if we have a look at the uh, European insurtech scene, basically in the top five, um, at least direct to consumer insurtech players, uh, we see that there is a mix of mono product people and uh, multi product people. So here it seems that uh, you are targeting only home insurance. First, is that the case? And, and again, can you elaborate the, a bit more about why this very specific positioning beyond what you mentioned uh, be, being smooth? The, the onboarding process. Yeah, <clears throat> exactly. So, um, yeah, we, we are focusing on, on the ecosystem homeowners. Um, and I'm um, starting with homeowners insurance. Of course, there are some um, insurance policies which absolutely make sense to add, like contents insurance. But uh, we don't uh, look for, for more opportunities like car insurance or life insurance, but um, 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 see more opportunities beyond insurance, right? So, I mean, we have, for example, um, topics like repairing or home maintenance, where for now, uh, homeowners are still completely for their own. And it completely makes sense to, to, like, to, to, um, to offer this from an insurance perspective, because we have in homeowners insurance and natural interest alignment, right? So both uh, the customer and the uh, insurance provider are like uh, more than happy to to prevent um, the the damage from happening. And this is not only detecting damages or potential um, um, like causes for damages, but also um, doing maintenance. Okay, very, very interesting. And, and, and by the way, this might be related to your, uh, let's say, background in, in, in InsurTech. Is there anything that you, that you learned in your previous life and your, your previous position in that space uh, that you are, let's say, applying day one uh, in, uh, in, uh, at uh, Enzo? Or, or is that something very new and, and you believe that there is a lot still to, to learn uh, while developing uh, that company? Yeah, well, um, it's it's not my my first insurtech venture. So, um, as as you um, for sure know, um, is that um, I I um, I spent six years in in building up um, a digital multi line insurer GetSafe, and of course, uh, we all all of us um, learned a lot, like building uh, a digital multi line insurer tech company from scratch. Uh, along the value chain, right? Starting as a broker and now being a fully licensed uh, carrier. Um, of course, obviously, there are um, um, many, many learnings um, where we can benefit from now um, at Enzo so that we can primarily focus on, on stuff which is not, or which is new for us, like the mm -hmm. prevention part, the techno technology part. Um, and so this, of course, um, is an advantage. And by the way, you, you mentioned and you referred to the positioning on the value chain for, for Enzo. Are you an MGA at the, at the moment? Yeah, exactly. We are acting we are, uh, not, not only for the moment. So uh, I see uh, many advantages of being an MGA, especially like in, the, in your go-to-market phase, right? So um, yes, we are acting as an MGA um, and um, partnering with, um, with um, insurance um, uh, carriers. Okay. And, and by the way, you, you make the link with the, the go-between, so perfect transition. Thanks a lot for uh, discussing the distribution part. So obviously, you have a website where we can, uh, when yeah. living in Germany, as far as I understood, you can just bring your email address and get a quote. Uh, are you distributing on it directly? Do you expect, let's say, to leverage all other distribution channels? What's the, the view uh, at this stage, again, of the, of the company? Yeah. So um, we are multi-line. 
but not multi-channel. So we absolutely convinced of like being there where the customer is, where the demand is. So um, um, our um, go-to-market and our marketing approach includes uh, both um, um, offline brokers, enabling them to 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 um, like to sell their customers the better homeowners insurance, um, but also of course uh, directly to consumer is is like for a tech startup. Um, obviously, also uh, a channel, but um, like as I said, we we are focusing on 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 all the channels where where the demand is and the customer. That that's interesting. And by the way, back to uh, one of the first uh, the first question, uh, that's also a way for you to differentiate from uh, other players, which usually tend to start with direct distribution only. So here, uh, I hear that basically uh, you, you are leveraging all the channels available on the market, which might give you uh, a faster growth at the beginning, or at least that's what we see and that's what we learned uh, from uh, startups which are leveraging not only direct distribution, but also uh, agent brokers networks, uh, which are already on the ground with uh, a customer pool uh, already existing. So that's, uh, that's quite uh, interesting. And, and, and by the way, maybe to, to make the, the transition with the, uh, with the fundraising uh, and the growth opportunity that is, uh, that is ahead, so you raised a bit of money. Um, can you detail a bit more about how you are leveraging that money? Is that into people? Is that yeah. into the technology? Is that into marketing? Um, basically, yes. How, how do you spend that money? Uh, and, yeah, and what are the next milestones that you expect? Um, sure. So um, exactly, we we uh, raised in a pre-seed um, um, round one million euros um, for, for yeah building both the product and the core team, and we um, like I don't know if luckily, but um, like we already um, 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 raised um, our our funds in, in in last year and like announced it this year early this year. Um, and um, like before the, the market went crazy um, for, for some people. Um, and um, yeah, we, we are using this money for building our team, building uh, the product. Uh, we are currently in a phase where we are um, um, shortly before going live with our first homeowners insurance product. Um, so expect us uh, in, uh, in, in a few weeks um, online. And um, then we, um, of course, we also use part of the money for gaining first traction um, and to like to build a solid foundation for our upcoming seed round. Okay, that's uh, that's interesting. By the way, around the team, can you say a bit more about the profiles that are already uh, on board? Yeah. Is that much more insurance, product, marketing? A bit and more? those yeah. who are you still looking for? Yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. So um, I mean, um, the team is um, is is nearly has nearly the same structure like the founding team has. So um, like I'm from from like the more business perspective um, and insurance um, background. And my co-founder Marvin is a full stack data and software engineer um, as a CTO. And this is exactly what also our team looks like, right? So it's, it's more or less 50-50 tech and business um, slash insurance. Um, and um, yeah, and of course we are, we are like we are, Throwing our team, and we are looking for for crazy smart people um, joining us on our mission mission reinventing homeowners insurance. So, um, if there's anybody buddy looking uh, this this uh, podcast, um, just drop me a line. 
Yeah, that's uh, that's where uh, I believe the podcast could be uh, could be helpful to the uh, uh, towards the audience because there are a lot of people uh, still wondering how to enter this uh, insure tech space. So Enzo yeah. uh, hiring people, which by the way is not uh, usual at the moment on the market. We we see a few companies that are rather uh, laying out uh, people. Uh, so so still a lot happening at early at early stage, which is quite uh, enthusiastic. So you refer to a, a launch that should be announced very soon. Um, I refer to the German market before. Do you have any plan to go outside of the German market or is that too early to consider that uh, opportunity? Um, well, um, I mean, we see, of course, the opportunity. I mean, the German homeowners market is a 10 billion market, which is not small, right? Um, but the European market is a 100 plus billion um, market. So uh, we're starting and focusing on, on the German market, having the European market in mind. Okay, cool. Cool. No? That's, uh, that's very, uh, very interesting. So in terms of next, next steps, next milestone, the launch, you also uh, said that maybe because you, you mentioned that the round was actually closed last year. Is that does that mean that maybe you could consider raising a, a new round uh, after the launch in the in the in the next uh, weeks or in the next months? Yeah, exactly. So um, we are planning to have our launch uh, in the next two weeks, hopefully. So fingers All crossed. Right. Um, and um, and then um, the plan is to, of course, um, to acquire some, some some customers, to gain some traction and to build the foundation for, for the seed round, which will start um, round about early September. Okay, and also good. here, happy happy to to follow up on, on, on private conversations on, on this topic. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, that investor looking for early stage uh, entrepreneurs uh, could uh, could reach out to to you. And again, uh, we see uh, on a regular basis this kind of opportunity. Sasha, may I ask you a personal question? Sure. So you you were a long time at, at Get Safe, which is a super success. So another super successful story from Germany, Florian. Yeah. And um, why again insurance? I mean, you, you, with what? your profile, you could have done everything you want. I, I'm pretty sure about that. So why did you go back to insurance? Well, I mean, um, insurance as, as, uh, like as unsexy insurance is from the customer perspective, um, from, like from, from the perspective of an entrepreneur or like um, an innovator, it's, 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 a, it's a super interesting and, and sexy industry, right? Because there's so, many, so much potential for disruption and innovation. And yeah. um, I mean, it's, it's not a question why insurance. It's, it's, uh, the question is why only? And so why not <laughs> two, three more topics? Because I mean, there are so many things to do, so many um, um, customer experience to improve. Um, and um, I'm, I'm super happy to to be exactly um, uh, in this industry uh, to this time. Okay, I think this was a love declaration for the insurance industry. I'm signing to Florian, surely uh, is also signing. Um, I, do you have a question left, Florian? Yeah, maybe one uh, one question around, let's say, uh, to to come back to the uh, to the prevention thing. I, I think it's uh, it's very interesting. Um, maybe why you choose let let's let's say to leverage your own and to build your own kind of infrastructure slash technology instead of leveraging maybe what's already available on the market. I, I believe it resonates with 
what corporates usually think about ecosystem, rather building their own ecosystem, discussing prevention for ages, not yet embracing it uh, at scale. So uh, again, why do it internally? Why is, is that such a basis for you? Um, again, and, and the competitive edge at the end of the day, because there are only few insurtech uh, leveraging prevention uh, so at the, the, the core of the company. Yeah, I mean, obviously, um, the like if you have a look on, on the, the, the meter perspective of the market, um, you will um, see very quickly that for incumbents, for um, traditional homeowners insurance, it's really hard to operate homeowners insurance at a profit, right? And if you like have a look below the surface, you will see that you have two, two things. Um, on the one hand, um, like high loss ratios, right? So um, um, claims costs um, up to 6 billion alone in Germany every year. And uh, you have high admin costs, which both resides in a high combined ratio. Uh, and, and this is for, for, for yeah, the, most of the players, a huge problem. And, um, and uh, so it's obviously uh, to tackle this problem. I mean, you have two, two um, ways to uh, tackle this problem. The one um, opportunity is what, what current uh, incumbents are doing, like increasing prices. And you can uh, focus on cutting claims costs. And this is what, what, we, what we are doing. And we start with the, the biggest part of the claim costs, water, tap water. Um, um, uh, leakage. And of course, this is not a new topic. And also incumbents like set up some, some projects and, and yeah. figuring out how to, to tackle this. Um, but we are going new ways. Uh, and um, of course, um, are like have the benefit that we are like a tech company, that we have a skill set and a mindset with what is necessary and the focus um, by being a monoline insurer, um, what is necessary to, um, to bring this, what already some insurers started to, to an end. And, and we are convinced that we would set a new standard of homeowners insurance because yeah. this is a way how, how you can um, um, also prevent low prices becoming like high prices and a huge pain for, for customers. I think, I think what, I say, what I think is super interesting are two things. One is your application process. If you're really able to reduce the pain of the customer tremendously, that's already a big step forward. I would love to have a look at your you know, engine that's able to do that and what kind of data sources you are, are going to, you are tapping into. But I have a funny feeling you won't tell me. And the second one is the IoT part of it, where you really put technology into homes uh, with a very concrete use case. Uh, I think that's super interesting. Also, the data that comes out of that can be super interesting for water consumption, uh, ECG, whatever. So I think that's something super exciting. I have at least se at least seven more questions, but time is running out, and I know that you have something important to do shortly before your launch. Um, Florian, do you want do you want to ask the last question for the first time? Yeah, I will try my best to uh, to to make it. So basically, Sasha, you shared a lot with us and with the audience. So thanks a lot. Is there anything that the audience could do for you? Well, I mean, thank you, first of all, for having me and giving me the chance to talk to you and to the audience. Um, I mean, as, as we already mentioned, we are like uh, a, a growing company and we um, like um, uh, targeting to, to keep up growing. Um, and so if there are people who just want to join like a new venture, um, early stage startup and um, um, disrupting an insurance industry. Uh, happy, happy to talk afterwards. And um, 
yeah and and also like i mean we are like raising new funds in in september so if there's like an early stage investor uh, who's interested in, in talking i mean drop me a line and all right well then thank you very much for your time Florian. thank you very much it was awesome as always uh yes i see hope to see you guys soon and uh yeah let's, let's, let's thank you very much thanks a lot thanks sasha thanks for being 